0: Yo, before we get into the podcast real quick, I want to give a shout out to our first sponsor. We're super excited. We've gotten to partner with this amazing company called Abide. It's an app you can download on the App Store. And what this app does, it actually helps you with your prayer. It gives you guided uh, Christian meditation so you can meditate on the word of God. Uh, It gets your day started right. Also, if you have problems sleeping, it has a sleeping uh meditation on there so it guides you through sleep so you get some rest so you can wake up feeling re-energized this is an amazing app you can also use it if you're going through anxiety for um, if you're um, going through depression you can use it to inspire you it, you can also use it for just daily uh devotion so i definitely recommend the app it's called abide I hope this is a resource that will come in handy, that is something you can use in your daily walk with Christ.
1: This is how we do.
0: Welcome to Live, Love, Discover with Dan and Sig, the show where we inspire you to live to the fullest, love unconditionally, and discover the best of your life. Now, our quality of this audio is still not going to be where it needs to be. We're still working on getting this laptop fixed, so we want to apologize in advance for that. Yep. And um, on this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Last week, uh, we talked about pressing on uh, through life circumstances through the challenges of life and life is really that it's filled with obstacles, challenges that, that help us grow as individuals for the next chapter, the next season in life, you know, and we want to get personal and share about our situation, our struggle that, that we've been dealing with lately. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we definitely are getting pushed, uh, to new levels. Uh, and, um, I myself, I'm trying to understand, uh, a lot of it, a lot of it still kind of doesn't make sense, but I have an awareness, uh, on a spiritual level, uh, that God's showing me, uh, this morning, I just, you know, I just felt it in me to just get on my knees and, and get into deep prayer, meditation on the word of God and and just seek direction, and I do feel like I got it. I got some direction at least for the day. But then I started thinking, man, this is something I need to. I need to do this every single day. Like I'm not wired to depend on this prayer for a week. Like no, I need That's to good. do this every day.
1: Yeah.
0: Like refill every single day. I mean, I charge my phone every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not charge my spirit every day? Yeah. Um, So I'll I'll let my wife start sharing a little bit of what's been going on in this season of our lives. um, And uh, we'll get into this conversation together.
1: Yeah. So um, as some of our listeners may know and may have heard one of the episodes, we had talked about us trying to get pregnant. um, And so what we didn't share was, and this is kind of hard to share just because it's so personal. And I had never in my life experienced this up until the, I guess you could say like the end of last year, um, we actually got pregnant in July, um, and I actually ended up miscarrying sometime at the end of August um, last year. Yeah, last year, and so I was only about four and a half to five weeks along in the pregnancy when I miscarried. Like we, I mean, the excitement didn't last long at all. It was like I found out we were pregnant in like about a week. Or so, yeah, I think it was about a week after I found out I was pregnant, I miscarried. And I had never experienced that. It really took me by surprise. And um, it tore me apart, <laughs> like, if I'm being honest.
0: I wasn't expecting that either. Uh, yeah. The last two pregnancies were...
1: Yeah, we. I I had never miscarried before, ever. I mean, with Aliana and Nathan, it was like a for sure thing. Like, Aliana, like, right away, I got pregnant. Everything was fine. Pregnancy was, like, smooth. Besides the fact that I would get nauseous a lot and stuff like that. But um, and then Nathaniel, like we knew when we were going to try to get pregnant with Nathaniel. And we decided when we were going to start trying. And as soon as we started trying, we got pregnant. And well, his, my pregnancy with, with him went very well, um, despite the fact that, as some of you guys do know, Nathaniel has cerebral palsy. Um, but my pregnancy with him, there was no signs of anything being wrong. You know, um, everything seemed to be fine my whole pregnancy. So yeah, that happened. Um, and then for a while, you know, you and I had kinda decided that we were not gonna have any more kids after what happened with Nathaniel. And I remember telling people, like, you know, we're in a place where like, you know, like we have our hands full. Nathaniel needs a lot of our attention. He needs a lot of therapies. my hands are full with him and my priorities with him.
0: Not only that, I was I was pretty scared. I mean I still kinda am like uh there's still that that fear you know that wants yeah. to creep in like yeah man, I am not i don't know if I got it to to deal with this situation again if it were to happen with it, but the thing
1: child. is when they did when they they did blood work for Nathaniel to see if it was genetic, and it's not so it's not something Daniel and I carry um what what happened with Nathaniel has nothing to do with that and when I asked like how this would happen or things like that with what happened with Nathaniel, they said, it could just be random. Just it randomly happens from time to time, you know, if it's not genetic, which for us in our case, it's not genetic. So it's not like I carry any kind he of said gene. said it was a
0: lack of oxygen.
1: Well, the cerebral palsy, but he's also missing parts of his brain. That has nothing to do with uh, like it being genetic from me or from you. So it doesn't come for, from either one of our families. And so because of that, um, we know that the chances of us having another child and something like that happening are very rare. Um, unless God goes ahead and decides that, you know, specifically to happen. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So I remember people always asking me like, are you going to have more? And I'd be like, no, that's it. We're done. We're done. Unless God ever changes my mind. When well, the beginning of last year, I started having this desire to have another baby and I knew Daniel was not on board. And so i never like, I kind of kept the, kept it to myself. And um, I remember, Like around Mother's Day was when I was kind of hinting, like letting him know, like, like I would really want to have another kid. And then he was like, nope, nope. And so I started praying. I said, well, God, I really feel like you've put this desire in my heart because I mean, for so many years, I haven't had this desire. Nathaniel was already six at the time. And I was like, I really feel like it it was God putting it in me because I was even shocked when I started feeling like, oh, my gosh, I think I want another kid. And so then when I told Daniel and Daniel was like, no, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to like I'm going to put it in your hands. If it's your will and this is this is a desire you've put in my heart and this is a promise you're giving me. Then I'm going to put it back in your hands for you to take control and touch Daniel's heart whenever the timing is right. And if it's your will. And so then. I remember like in July, Daniel kind of deciding, he was like, okay, fine. Well, we could go ahead and start trying to have a baby. And I was like shocked and I was like, oh my gosh. So sure enough, we tried and yeah, I did get pregnant right away. But then that happened. I miscarried at the end of August, um, which like I said, it was really rough. I did not expect that. I felt like, I don't know. I felt like somebody had punched me in the stomach and like the air got knocked out of me. Like I was just like, what? Like in shock, um, disbelief, like did this really just happened? like did I just get pregnant and then like miscarry like um part of me didn't believe it um and question like why would this happen like that's so odd like if you know everything seems to be falling into place and and everything and so anyway um that took me a little while to recover it took me about a month or so I've, I've really felt um down and that's what I talked about in the la- last podcast um the last episode um where I talked about like you know um what was the title again? I forgot pressing on. pressing on, and we talked about how when we face certain situations and stuff like that to overcome and stuff like that, and so for me, it was like choosing joy, you know, choosing to stay joyful and and stuff like that, despite what we're going through and pressing on, keep going, you know, not giving up and so, um I remember in the beginning of the year when we talked about the Daniel fast, um we were doing the Daniel fast, and Daniel and I actually ended up talking, and Daniel was like, "You know what, I think." After, um, after this month, I think we should just, you know, like stop trying, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. Like I was sad, but I was like, all right, I guess you're right. You know? Um, And so, cause within those, from August, from the time I miscarried to January, I had not gotten pregnant. And so part of us were like, okay, maybe it's not meant to me. Maybe we're not supposed to get pregnant. And then Daniel's like, Mo- like, I think we should just stop trying. And I said, all right, Fine. And so we really didn't think we were going to get pregnant because the last couple of months, I mean, we hadn't gotten pregnant. All of a sudden, um, January 30th, I decided to take a test um, and because I was late and I ended up being pregnant unintentionally, which we weren't even trying at that time anymore. And then uh, Daniel.
0: Oh, we were not not trying.
1: We weren't not not. Yeah. Like, yeah. But at the same time, we weren't really like it was not intentional anymore. Like it was not in our minds anymore because we had already had the talk at the beginning of January. And so anyway, um, Daniel's birthday is on the 31st of January. And it was, it felt, it was so beautiful because I was able to surprise him for his birthday uh, with the kids and tell him that I was pregnant. That was like one of his gifts for his birthday. And we were really excited and happy. The kids were really happy and everything. And I remember crying, when i got a positive positive uh pregnancy test part of me couldn't believe that i that it was saying i was pregnant and i was like crying and like overjoyed and screaming like god thank you like i mean i was like a crazy person like you see in the movies when people are like overjoyed and they do the happy dance all that that's me that was me like <laughs> on the 30th of january that was me um i was really happy and then 31st i was even more excited started making plans started looking into um getting my prenatal care, everything. Um, set up my appointment. You know, and like then
0: you showed me you recorded me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I recorded Daniel when I was surprised him. That, that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so everything was moving along. I can start feeling I started feeling symptoms early on. Um, like in my body and stuff like that. like and I was like, wow, like yeah, I, I'm starting to feel a little bit different. Like this is definitely not normal. Um and uh yeah, we're really excited. But then um about, about to be two weeks ago, um, I went ahead and went to the doctors. We, we went. We went. Sorry, baby. Yeah, I'm sorry. We went. <laughs> Daniel and I went. Sorry. I'm sorry. that. So, yeah, um, Daniel and I went to um, the doctors. Um, and it was my first visit. We were looking forward to, at this point, I, I should have been about nine and a half weeks. So they told me they would do an ultrasound and we would be able to hear the heartbeat and see the baby on the screen. Um. We were really excited. The kids wanted to go and we're like, no, you guys have to go to school, you know. And I was like, daddy's going to get like a video and I'm going to have a picture for you guys. And um, they're like really excited. I was like, mommy, I can't wait to see my baby brother or sister when you come home with the picture and hear the heartbeat. I was like, I know, I can't wait till you guys see it, whatever. So we, Jenny and I go and we go into the, to the room and they start examining me. They start doing the ultrasound
0: at that point, I pulled out my camera, yeah, to start recording uh the screen,
1: so that we could hear the heartbeat and
0: which we're not supposed to do
1: no, I a... said <laughs> I didn't know that really yeah Did I, didn't she said
0: I didn't see the sign on oh. until uh, after the
1: fact oh wow, well, I didn't know either. I just saw Daniel with his phone out, and then I saw the lady's face, and she was uh she looked kind of concerned. And then uh, she walked out. She's like, um, I'm going to be right back. And she's like, I'm going to bring somebody else to see if she sees what I see. And I was like, oh, no. As soon as she said that, um, she walked out. I, my eyes started, like, getting all watery. And I started, like, my heart started pumping. <laughs> like My pumping <laughs> started, like, pounding in my chest, like, super hard. And I looked at Daniel laying down on the bed, and I was like, Daniel I was like oh I'm really nervous I'm so scared right now I said I don't know why I don't have a really good feeling about this and I started wanting to cry and Daniel's like no it's fine you know everything's gonna be fine it's okay and I'm like okay like okay so I kind of like settled down the the two ladies come in and then they break the news to me and they're like um basically what's going on is the baby stopped growing about six and a half at about six and a half weeks so even though um You're supposed to be nine and a half weeks. You're measuring only six and a half weeks. Um, Basically, you're going to miscarry. We have three options for you. Well, as soon as they said that, I they're talking to me, but I was crying. I mean, I was sobbing like a baby and I was crying so hard. And they were just like, um, you have three options. We could either give you medication so you could start contracting, your body could start contracting and you can release the gestational sac." Um, We can go ahead and do uh, what they call a DNA or something like that. The procedure they do where they go in and take everything out. Um, Or you can go ahead and wait till your body naturally goes ahead and releases and you miscarry naturally. And um, I mean, I I think for sure this time, if the first time I felt like, oh, my God, it hit me by surprise this time so much more because. There was no doubt in my mind when going in that I was going to see my baby. There was no doubt in my mind that I was going to hear the heartbeat. I mean, the like my expectations were through the roof of our experience and seeing the baby. And it's been so many years since I've been like, you know, like like gone to a doctor and been able to see a baby on a screen and all that and hear a heartbeat. So. I mean, I did not see it coming, like, at all. Like,
0: <laughs> I didn't know how to handle it either.
1: Yeah, it was... I didn't
0: know what to feel, what to think. Yeah. I just kind of went numb.
1: Oh, yeah. I went numb afterwards, too. Like, I was crying really hard. They're like, take your time to come out. You don't have to come out right away. And I was like, "I stayed, we stayed in there, I think, an extra, like, five minutes, and I was just crying super hard. And Daniel was just hugging me, and, like, he's like, it's okay. And I was like, it just... I don't know, I was like shocked and and hurting. My heart felt like it was breaking within me. And then um, we walked out and it was awkward because then they had to draw my blood. They had to take my blood pressure and take my weight. And I, I had to make an appointment. I don't even remember making the appointment. I only knew I had another appointment because I saw it on my calendar. So anyway, we walked out, we go to the car and it's crazy because Daniel wasn't even gonna go with me. Uh um, well originally I was like it's fine you know like it's okay if you can't make it I know you got to go to work but he was like no 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 I want to be with you you know I want I want I want to be there for you you know I want to be there for you in this pregnancy and 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 like we really wanted to enjoy it together so I was like all right fine I got really excited and I was I was so happy he was going with me and it's funny because part of me felt like he didn't have to. But I'm so glad you did go with me, Daniel, because, I mean, I know for a fact that if I would have received that news on my own, yeah. I, I don't know. It would have taken me a while. So I had to drive back home because we we're about an hour away from home, by the way, because um, we we're planning to do it through a birthing center um, and actually through a midwife, not a doctor. So even though I'm saying doctor is actually a midwife um, anyway. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, on the way back home, it was about an hour drive. And I just remember I cried the whole way home. Um I cried like a baby and I was very frustrated. I was mad. I was furious. I was like hurt. I don't even know. It was like so many different emotions. Um, It's crazy because you hear people talking about miscarriage, but like, and this is the thing, like I know, like part of me felt like guilty too, like feeling like, am I allowed to feel this way? Because I lost, like if we would lose this baby, it means we would lose this baby early on, as opposed to some people that I know they're further along in their pregnancy And I can only imagine how much more attached they are, um, you know, to, to the pregnancy and to the baby than we were, but it, I felt like part still part of me felt like, no, like at the same time, like, I feel like I needed to also like, um, vent and let it out, you know, because I was hurting and, um. But yeah, like the whole way home, I was really frustrated. I remember I actually uh, I was so frustrated that it's pretty embarrassing, but I went off on Daniel and he was like really quiet and he was like, it's OK, like it's going to be fine, even if, you know, even if. Like you do miscarry, you know, it doesn't matter. God has a perfect plan and, you know, he'll give us another baby. Like maybe it wasn't, maybe it's not this one. And I was like, I was so mad just hearing him say that. And I was just I like, you
0: were also frustrated because I wasn't sharing anything.
1: Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a bit of both, but yeah, it was that too. Cause uh, he was telling me everything's fine. Like, it's like, not that he was saying it's not, he never said it's not a big deal, but I guess that's how I took it. It was kind of like he was, I took it like he was saying, it's not a big deal. It's okay like stop crying kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. I just got really offended. I got very defensive. And I was like, you know what? Be quiet. I was like, just be quiet. Like, I don't want to hear you. And I was like crying, (laughs) like the ugly cry voice. I was like, just be quiet. I don't want to hear you right now. I said, um you know, I'm sick and tired of you not showing your emotions. Like, like here I am breaking. Like you have no idea how I feel. My heart is literally breaking into pieces right now. Not understanding why God would allow something like this to happen. And it's crazy because it's like, we all have those moments in life. Like we're so imperfect. Like here we are, Daniel and I, and we're, we have a podcast talking to you about encouragement and uplifting, um, other people, or we're trying to uplift you guys or stuff like that, you know, but within all of that, we as well need to be uplifted sometimes, you know, because we are human and we rely on the Lord and without the Lord, we're nothing. And so it was one of those moments where I felt like, I think we all have those moments in life where we feel like God has forsaken us, even though the word of God talks about how he will never forsake us. But at that moment, I felt like that. I felt very forsaken. I felt like, like, how can this happen? Like, is God not with me? Like, why would this happen? And what would it be? The per- I remember saying that actually aloud. I said, what is the purpose of this? Like, I don't understand what would be the purpose of this. And I think many of us in life, we have those moments where like, we don't see the purpose of that pain we're going through. Like, what can this pain, like, how can this pain possi- possibly have a purpose?
0: It never makes sense when you're going through
1: it. And it, I just felt like, mad i felt mad at god too like why are you testing my like are you testing my faith like uh, like is, is what why like what is this like what is the purpose tell me what the purpose is so i could get a clear vision of an understanding of of why we're going through this right now you know and and uh I, yeah like i said it, it was, it's it been very hard um these last couple of weeks have been extremely 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 hard for me I yeah mean, you,
0: you you get like these waves of emotions yeah. um you just start to think about it. And and that's kind of where we, we kind of clash because I'm trying to get you to stop thinking about it, to redirect your thinking to something else. And we recently had a conversation a couple of days ago um, while I was at work and we were talking.
1: Yeah, I and just feel like cause this is the thing. I don't think like, yeah, we are facing this right now. And it's it's Daniel and I have different perspectives because. I am carrying this child still within me, not knowing what's to come because, you know, they're saying I'm going to miscarry. But part of me, my faith, like, wants to kick in and be like, no, like, you know, there's God is a God of miracles. There can be a miracle here. Like God can do a miracle, work a miracle.
0: So as you know? of now, just just to let you guys know, as of now, uh, there hasn't been a miscarriage. Um, we're actually um, putting our faith into practice and we're having faith that the doctors were, um we're uh, not seeing information correctly, or that just the, the something's not right with their software, or or whatever, or they just misdiagnosed.
1: Um, part part of me believes that maybe I was just earlier than they thought I was. Um, but then again, like I said, we don't know. We don't know what's going on right now. As of now, there's not been any miscarriage as of yet, and um, I think that's the thing though. Like, I don't want to ignore it. Like, I don't want to pretend like. Like, I don't still have this baby with, inside me because I do. And so it's like for Daniel's very different because um, he's not he doesn't have this baby inside him. So he goes to work. And, you know, and with me, it's like I have this inside me, not knowing whether it's going to stay there. And I'm going to be able to grow this baby within me or like or like I have to accept that. And this is the thing. This is my prayer. My prayer has been, God, if it is you testing my faith, Father, And if you want to use this as an opportunity to grow my faith, do it. Do it, Father, and um, work a miracle, Lord Jesus, so that we're able to testify of your glory to others and talk about how great you are, Father, and testify of your goodness. But Father, if it is your will, Father, to take this child, Father, for whatever reason, even if I don't understand it, then give me the strength and the peace to carry on and to let go of what I thought. And accept what you want, you know, and that's, that's been the hardest thing. It's like, not knowing if I must surrender, surrender this child completely or hold on to the faith and step up and take my faith to the next level. It's like, it's been such a tug of war, you know? And, and then it's like mixed emotions. Cause there's moments where I feel empowered and encouraged and full of faith and saying, no, like, you know what, God has the last word. And, you know, at the end of it all, there's not been any signs right as of right now that I'm miscarrying officially. So I'm choosing to believe that the baby's fine, you know, and maybe it's just growing slower than we thought, or like, maybe it's just I'm um, earlier than I, than they thought, you know? And then there's the other moments of like, Oh my gosh, like I'm like a ticking time bomb. Like any second I could miscarry. You know, it's like um it's been crazy. It's it's like a roller coaster of emotions. And so yeah, that's kind of like where we we're very different. So Yeah, and then
0: um when you were saying something I thought it was just it was just powerful, at least for for me. Um we were talking about you were telling me about riding the wave of like uh you're talking about like, how you get these waves of emotion and uh, the analogy you used was just powerful so you, you want to share that
1: you yeah. want to share it? what did I say
0: Go ahead. I think. you, said <laughs>
1: you forgot, that you forgot? <laughs> um so Daniel and I were uh, he, he was at work and I called him because I I was very emotional at the moment I was having one of the waves <laughs> hit me <laughs> and so um I don't I wasn't something I really thought it like I didn't think it out before I said it it was kind of like I think God gave me the words to communicate with Daniel because Daniel didn't seem to understand what I was trying to say.
0: Yeah, I couldn't get it. Like, I know what she's saying, like about like going through his emotions, but um, just I wasn't connecting with connecting with her.
1: Yeah. So I I think um I really believe God gave me the words to speak to him in a way that he would be able to understand and like understand what I was trying to communicate to him because I was, you know, I was crying and I was telling him, you know, Daniel, like, I just don't know, you know, like what's to come and like just not knowing is killing me and like I just don't know like what God wants me to do you know if he wants me to surrender and just give up my like give this idea up or like what it is you know And, and he was like just telling me like it's fine you know you need to stop thinking about it you need to stop telling yourself that he was like trying to correct everything that I was saying he wasn't just hearing me out he was like trying to correct it and try to guide it a different direction. So then I don't know why the idea popped into my mind, like of a boat and like how there, there could be a storm, you know, out in at sea and there's these big waves, you know, um, that come and try to overtake that boat. Um, and I felt like Daniel was trying to, like, I told him, I said, it's not like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess you could say, i used myself as like an example of me being the boat. And I know, the end result or like, I know the end destination, which is what God's plan for me. I know the end destination is going to be great. And I know God has this plan for me. Right. And so the problem was not that I don't know where I'm going because it's not like I'm going to let go of God. I'm still walking with God in in the midst of my questioning, in the midst of my frustrations, I'm choosing to hold on to God. So I know the destination is set. So, but Daniel, I, I was telling him, I said, I feel like you're not, you're not listening to me. Like you're wanting to correct my direction. You're trying to redirect the boat and I don't need you to redirect the boat. I just need you to ride the waves with me. Like I need you to stop trying to redirect where I'm going because I know where I'm going is is the right direction. I, I'm going in the right direction because I am with God. I'm not leaving God's side, you know, and I know God for sure is not leaving me. Um, so I know that I'm, I'm going in the right direction. So stop trying to steer my boat and <laughs> go ahead Go ahead and just go go ahead and write the waves out with me. Yeah. That spoke you know? to
0: that spoke to me on a deep level. I was like, I just I just stopped and thought about it. I was like, dang, that that's so deep, you know? And and it reminded me uh when when uh in the Bible where it talks about mourn with those who mourn and I know this and I and I've been knowing this, but for some reason it wasn't registering in my head. Uh but you know, mourn with those who mourn, uh weep with those who weep. Yeah. And I just wasn't doing
1: that i think is and that's the thing it was like it was almost like daniel was so scared that these waves are gonna overtake me that he was trying to steer my boat a different direction if that makes any sense and i was like no like that's not the problem the problem is that yeah i think because you just need to hold on to me like hold because i need him to hold me and like tell me you know it's gonna be okay i already know it's gonna be okay but it's just like that reassurance you know and knowing that he's on my side and not like trying to redirect me and because he's scared that the waves are gonna overtake me like I don't, I don't want to be stuck in fear and I don't want his fear to come and overtake me either. No. So I just need him to ride the waves out with me.
0: And I think, I think I was thinking like that, like that the waves might overtake you, I think on a subconscious level, Yeah. because I subconsciously feel like showing your emotions is a sign of weakness, which I know that's not true, Yeah. but I know for a long time, I, I would think like this. And that's actually the one of the journeys I'm on is trying to figure that out, trying to trying to really get reunite with my emotions, getting in touch with my emotions. And so at this point I realized uh, I had uh, a couple weeks back, about a week, week ago, two mm-hmm. weeks, two weeks ago. Uh, I know that there's some dots that still need to connect. Like there there's, there's some pieces to the puzzle that I, mm-hmm. I, I want to get some perspective on. So I told my wife that I've been thinking about it. I think uh, I want to go see a therapist and I, I I did that last year um, for a season, so I, I thought it was time. So I, I went ahead and uh, scheduled an appointment. Uh, I went to see a therapist. I have, uh, I'm two weeks in already. I have another week uh, this week coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, my last session was interesting because I was just kind of sharing uh, my my thoughts uh, with the therapist and she, she as I was sharing she she kind of stopped me and she said I noticed you use the word should a lot like you say I should do this I should do that and I was like yeah I do huh and and I I, I kind of told her I jokingly said I guess I'm just shooting all over myself right <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting all over myself mm-hmm. and it uh, she said yeah what you're doing is you're you're creating all these like Unnecessary rules, all these you're creating all these false expectations, Mm. and and you're putting all these things and and burdens on you that no one is creating but yourself. And I realized it was just kind of epiphany. I was just like realizing, you know, what you're right. And so I'm glad she brought that to the front of my mind because I think I do that even with my emotions. Like I have all these rules, all these false ideas. Connected to my emotions and, and getting in touch
1: it's crazy because that we've talked about that you know like how people feel like um like showing emotions is a sign of weakness, but it ta- it's funny because i I actually read this Bible verse today it's second corinthians twelve nine and it talks about how in our weakness um God's power is made perfect and so it says it says but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So it's, it's funny to me because I feel like even if that's the case, that emotions um, are a sign of weakness. When we have come to the Lord, it should never be a reason to keep us from showing our emotions, because even if it is a sign of weakness, what does God's word say? Right. God's word is saying that in our weaknesses is where God's power is made perfect. Yeah. So it's not it's not made perfect when you show no weakness It's not made perfect when you show no emotions and when you pretend right. to get it, have it all together. It's made perfect when you show your weakness. When So and it's funny because then at the end it says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So if we
0: want yeah, like
1: because if we want Christ's power to rest on us, then we have to, it sounds crazy, but we have to boast about our weakness to let people know we are imperfect. And what they see in us is not, is not ourselves, but it's Christ in us. So I think this is the reason why as well, I think it's so important that we share kind of our journey of what we're going through right now, even though it's very hard. Um, And it, even though I'm not crying now, whatever it's been, like I said, it's been very, very tough. I really oh, believe yeah. it's God that's been strengthening me. Um, But I think it's very important that we are sharing this with you guys. Um,
0: And you kind of enlightened me with that because I tend to share my testimonies usually after I've gone through them. And what you told me is like the Holy Spirit uses my wife to talk to me like all the time. (laughs) She's like,
1: thank you, Jesus.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) she told me something that I was like, dang, like just cut me in my heart um, about
1: that. Yeah, I was like, because we're talking about his his therapy session. (laughs) And uh, I asked him, I said, so what else did you talk about? He's like, babe, he's like, if I'm going to be going to a therapist, it means I don't got to talk to you about it. I was like, excuse me? And so we laughed about it, whatever. But then afterwards, I was like, he was telling he did tell me about the whole thing about how she said that he creates a lot of rules. And I've told him, yeah, that's true, you know? Um, And I was like, but that's it? You didn't talk about like, like your emotions? Did you talk about what we're going through right now? You know the whole miscarriage thing and like how that makes him feel. Because within this time that we've been going through this, Daniel hasn't really talked about it much. Like, like I've had a hard time to get words out of him of how he feels about the situation. All he keeps saying is, "It's fine. Everything's gonna be fine." You know, and it's like, yeah, but how do you feel? And like for him, it's very hard to talk about how he feels in the moment. Like he'll talk about how he felt about a situation when it's already been, like he, it's it's already passed and he's overcome it. So, um. But when he's in the moment and actually feeling emotions, he doesn't know how to express them or he doesn't want to express them. So I told him, I said, well, I would think that when you went to like the the therapist, like you would have talked to her about that so that she could kind of understand your emotions or me you know, like, like kind of like, you know, cause that's something you have a hard time doing is dealing with your emotions. So if that's going to be one of your, your goals, I think you should start talking to her about what you're going through. And then, so that way you could kind of express your emotions, you know, maybe she can help you express your emotions. And I said, you know, you can't just want to share stories when, when you've already overcome them. I've noticed you do that. You'll talk about your He'll talk about his life experiences, he'll talk about um, his past, because it's something that he's already overcome, but Daniel has a very hard time talking about things when he's going through them at the time. Like, he has a hard time letting people in and being like, hey man, I feel like this right now about this, you know? Like, he, he even with me, he has a hard time doing that. And, yeah. and I'm the opposite, I'm the opposite. Like, I remember when we walked out of the office, I remember crying the whole way home, but, like, right when we were getting close to home, Daniel was like, you know what? You don't tell anybody. There's no need for anybody to know. You know, don't text anybody and let anybody know. We don't know for sure. We'll Well,
0: I was saying it's okay no, for you. Because you were
1: trying to guard me. Too. I know. Yeah, but I was like saying, was,
0: basically, I was saying, but I did, what I was saying is, like, I think it just takes some time to internalize it and, and think about it. He was he worried about me
1: because, because him and I are very different. So he's thinking about the way that he is, that he, he would have to internalize it. He would have to process it before he can talk about it. And that's exactly why he has a hard time talking about things when he's going through them. I am the opposite. I realize I am weak. I have my weak moments and I was having an extremely weak moment where I started feeling like I was questioning God. So I knew that I needed people praying for me. And that's the thing. Like, as embarrassed as I might, I might be, or like whatever, um, it's like, or whatever it is that I'm going through, I will reach out because I know I need people on my side praying for me. And I know I need people that are strong in the Lord praying for me and, and, and basically praying with me, you know, about the situation. So I didn't give a lot of details, but I did send, send like a group message to people that I felt like were really going to be there praying for us.
0: Oh, side note, uh, I was hearing something in regards to prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, this guy uh, was talking about, you know, praying in spirit. And He was saying, he was saying if you don't pray, if, if praying is not something you do often, you that's probably because you don't believe in the power of prayer. I was like, ooh, that's deep.
1: Yeah, so um I told Daniel, I said, you know, I don't wanna shut people out. Like this is when I need people the most. It's when I'm going through things. So I know God has given me certain people that I can confide in and let people in. And um some of those people happen to be some girls that I uh from my church and we have what's called an e group, which is kind of like a group of uh, just women that we have right now. And man, it's just been amazing because I can feel I can feel people praying for me. I've been I feel very strengthened and I know it's because God is on my side, but I know it's also because of the prayers that people, you know, have made for Daniel and myself and our family. Um, and the way that just seeing how God uses people to love on us, it's amazing, you know, um, seeing my my e-group like love on me the way they did and and praying for me, but also just the gestures that They've done, you know, to let me know that they're with me standing in prayer with me has been just amazing. You know, Um, it's been uplifting. It's been encouraging. It's been like feeling like I'm not alone. And that's the thing. Like, that's the reason why God has us call out to other people is because we need to know that we're not alone. God hasn't just given us him. He's given us people. He's surrounded surrounded us with people that love on us the way God wants them to love on us. You know, God shows his love through people.
0: Like I said, uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and yeah, and we are the children of God, and and as a as a as a body,
1: I needed a village that day. I was just okay. like Jesus sent some people, sent the village to me. Father, send them all, send them all. Yeah, for sure, no <laughs> doubt.
0: Uh, and I'm glad that you had them because I felt like at the at that moment, I I, I you needed something I couldn't give you. you know what I mean, and I I think I told you that's like. Yeah. Right. You know what? You need to call your girlfriends. I, I,
1: I don't know <laughs> they, they are awesome. I have the best friends and family I can ask for just praying for me and loving on me when I need it the most. And I'm so thankful for each and every single one of the people in my life at this, especially in this season where it's been so hard. Um, man, it's just been amazing. You know, just the friends I have, not just in my e-group, but just some of the friends I've made at church and even family and my all my family, you know, my sister, My when I say my family, I mean also Daniel's family, because to me, they're my family too. Like my sister-in-law has been praying for me. You know, my mother-in-law has been praying for me. I know my mom and my sister, my tias, which are my aunt, <laughs> my aunt and stuff like that. Like all of our family has been praying for us, you know, um, and it's just been amazing to see how I know people are behind us in that way. Like my father-in-law actually prayed for me too over the phone. It was just amazing, like to know that people love on us that much. Yeah, for
0: sure. Absolutely, and um, uh, just real quick, I want to go back to the the idea of expressing weakness because I think that's so powerful. It's I love it because it's countercultural, like it goes against every uh, everything that we know. Um, you know, we, we want to show our strength, we want to live out of that place, but it's really when we we realize, hey, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, I don't have what it takes. God, like, take the will. right? And I was thinking this uh, this morning when I was praying, just just to go along with that, um, I was praying. I was praying as a like, God, give me, give me, give me something, give me direction. And I was just kind of surrendering, in in that whole idea of I'm nothing, I'm like I depend on you every single day. I want to depend on you every single day. And uh, one of the things that came to my heart, to my mind, is that God wants me to learn to be a servant. Be a servant of my wife, my children, my 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 uh, of the culture, the people around me, my, my brothers and sisters. He wants me to learn to be a servant of God. And basically, what I felt is, if I learn to be a servant and and and, and take all that, um, receive all that from God, everything that I need to be a servant from God, then I then, then I can learn. To be a master of my life of my mind, of my emotion, of my soul, yeah. you know like rather than the other way around, trying to master everything on my own, if I just learn to be a servant,, mm-hmm. I will have what i what I need to be a master of myself, yeah you know to be a better steward of my life, better steward of myself, you know, so I thought that was powerful, I wrote it down, and I was like man i need I need to really meditate on this idea and and kind of expand on it, yeah, um so I might even do a podcast on that, uh, on the future, in the future. Yeah, that'd be good. But, um, yeah, we wanted to share that with you guys. We wanted, hopefully something we said today, uh uh, is helping somebody on their journey right now. Yeah. And this is what it's all about like sharing, getting, you know, expressing our, ourselves, you know,
1: Yeah.
0: and which is something that I'm working on. You know, my wife's <laughs> got it locked down. I, uh, I'm not fully there, but I, I'm on the journey.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, So we leave you guys with that. Uh, If there's any prayer requests, you feel free to email us at we live, love, discover at gmail.com. You can reach out on social media. Um, We're under live, love, discover on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Yeah, let's connect. Uh, Leave us a comment, review. uh, All that helps so people can find this podcast and and listen to these podcasts and, and you can be part of that process. Yeah. So we thank you guys. Have an awesome day. Live to the fullest. Love unconditionally and discover the best of your life. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah. 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 Hey.